everyone and welcome back to Her Voice DCU podcast. It is semester two. We are back and we are shaking things up with a new format, new themes every week. How are you guys doing? I'm Angela. I'm your podcast coordinator and today I'm joined with Laura and Aoife. Hi guys, it's Laura again, your chairperson for this year. And I am Aoife, I'm the secretary of Her Campus for the second year running. And Angela, I'm so glad to be back. I love the podcast, so I can't wait to get started. Yes, oh my god, I'm excited to have you two on again. It's always a fun time. So hopping into our articles of the week, I have been on that grind for articles. I didn't really write much last semester, but this semester I've been kind of like, you know, what? I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. I'm going to write more. I wrote two articles the first week we started releasing them. And then last week I wrote about current trends that are happening in 2020 slash 2021. And I talked about my favorite human being in the entire world, Emma Chamberlain. She is obsessed with uh, sweater vests. Personally, I'm not the biggest fan, but I absolutely love her style. And I got like one of her pictures approved for my article. And I was just like so happy. And um, also corsets are in. Of course, Bridgerton is massive. I haven't seen it. Have you guys watched the show? I literally just finished it last night. Iconic. I love it. And I love the pop music in it in like orchestra. It is iconic. I love it. <laughs> I'm so ashamed to say that I haven't seen Bridgerton and I only found out who Emma Chamberlain was like very, very recently. I'd never heard of her before. I think I'd heard somebody talking about how she makes coffee and I thought that mm-hmm. was just her thing. I thought she was just a person who made coffee and I was like, oh, grand. And then I think I think it was actually Angela. I think it was your article. And then you you like put in a little thing could it, it could have been your could have mm-hmm. been something else on your on the Instagram stories yeah. and I went into it and I was like oh that's Emma Chamberlain <laughs> I'm so completely out of touch with like YouTube and like TikTok and Netflix I just I'm such a granny so this is definitely an education um Emma Chamberlain is like 21 or 22 and she literally like Vogue is like obsessed with her she's 19 she's 19 yeah I had no idea she was 19. Yeah, she's like a YouTuber and like her whole brand is like coffee and she has her own like uh, coffee brand, but also she's such like a style icon and she's just absolutely hilarious. Like if you ever want to have like a good laugh, just go and watch like an Emma Chamberlain vlog because she's so like candid. She's not like one of those like, so guys, I woke up and like I already look like this. No, she's just like, my hair is a mess. I'm a mess. And then my cat is climbing on me, you know? She's gas. The blueprint for everyone that's trying to vlog, though. Like, everyone Mm -hmm. her age that's trying to vlog and do that kind of thing, they all use the same, like, sound effects as well whenever they're Mm -hmm. sipping coffee or something. She's... I'm not that bad on her, to be honest. Really? She's kind of overrated. But I I do like the sweater vest trend. I just don't think I could ever wear it. I noticed the sweater vest trend and... I feel like it looks great on some people with the kind of baggy shirt and sweater vest but I think that like if you have even moderately large breasts it doesn't really work because I think it just I don't know I think it looks nice when it's like the baggy look but I remember my my I have three sisters and we're all we're all the same size and we all have the same size shoes and we all kind of the same style and my mom as well so it's really handy in my house 
but one of my sisters is really stylish. I think she might actually get some inspo from Emma Chamberlain, but um, I tried on one of her, she had like a sweater vest dress. It was horrific. It was the worst thing I've, it's the worst I've ever looked in my entire life. I was so ashamed. So I think I'm going to stick to my <laughs> classic leggings and jumper trend of this past lockdown as opposed to trying to go out of my comfort zone too much but I'll definitely hop on that Emma Chamberlain trend you've definitely inspired me Angela because she seems like a cool girl yeah she's goth and yeah no faux leather is also really trendy now I don't mm. own anything that's faux leather but it oh, looks I have cool. a full wardrobe of just leather unreal that's so iconic <laughs> I love it so much I've always been on an absolute leather buzz and I got Doc Martens for Christmas so I literally look like some, I look like a biker going around we love we do <laughs> I have taken a small break from writing articles because I am exhausted but um my I picked an article that I want to talk about and it was Rebecca Roach's article she's a master's in journalism student and she did an article about burnout and she kind of went into detail about what is burnout how you could avoid it that kind of thing and I think it was something that our readers would really benefit from coming into the second semester I find the second semester can be the bulkiest as well it's way more stressy like I find semester one and semester two like there's an equal amount of like a lot riding on both of them but the second semester always wrecks my head way more um but she did a really good article on um how to avoid it and stuff and yeah I find that as well second semester I don't know what it is because but well I know if obviously final year buzz is not fun but in general it seems that you're kind of over the first excitement of getting back to college and it just hits you straight after exams you're starting in the middle of winter and it's just so heavy and especially now that we have 13 weeks as opposed to I think it was only 10 weeks we had last semester and you can really feel it so I completely appreciate that Laura I'm definitely on the same page yeah and I found that like um burnout I feel like is way easier to it's just easier to fall into it from work from working from home like I find that I have absolutely no concept of when my day starts and ends when it comes to college or doing like extracurricular work or just anything so I found her article really helpful it's really like I just find working from home is you just don't ever switch off and even like like I'm really bad as well for just never knowing not to check my emails it's little things like that it just really builds up in you and I think that trying to get into a good routine this year is going to try it's going to help a lot like I'm making a rule that come seven o'clock I am not allowed to look at my laptop good woman yourself that's a great idea See, I'm so scared I'm going to miss an important email that I have my email notifications on at like all times. And I'm just, I think it's because I'm a first year and I still really don't know what I'm doing at all. And also online college is way different to what I expect real college is like. Even college group chats though, I won't look at them after a certain point anymore because I find, I get that a lot of people, they'll kind of only get, because I'm kind of the same, they'll only get that like productive burst in the evening time and then they start yeah. working on the group projects but like I'm watching Netflix I'm in bed <laughs> I, deal. I wrote uh, two articles actually I wrote one on how to budget as a student but I'm going to choose to not write about that smelly boring article and instead talk about the wonderful world of masturbation and sex toys so I wrote my article on a beginner's guide to sex toys are we surprised I'm going to say no I love a good 
dildo. I love a vibrator. I love a bit of lube. I just think that getting in touch with your body is the most important thing you can possibly do. And I'm going to get candid on this because I'm sure that if you're listening to the Her Voice podcast, that you're a friend of Her Campus DCU and you're not going to judge us lovely women. So I think in Ireland, women aren't encouraged to explore masturbation and it's such a taboo topic and first of all as if your religion teacher is going to be telling you about your g-spot and tell you how to stimulate your clitoris that's not going to happen and I just think that we I'm not going to go into a full feminist rant we'll save that for another podcast but we are so subjected to the male gaze and to male sexual fantasies and that we so many women especially when you're first beginning to become sexually active you're so all you're worried about is like doing it right and looking like you know what you're doing and looking like you're enjoying it when like every woman that I know that has had sex or who has had a sexual act with a man has faked an orgasm every single woman I've ever spoken to and that's terrible it's 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 a complete tragedy and it's so sad that we'd have to put ourselves through that and it's for a lot of people it's because women don't know what we like women don't know you know what exactly turns them on and that's why it's so important to to masturbate and it's it can be hard at times because I know that especially the porn industry isn't very women friendly and I know that whenever I've tried to watch porn I just find it quite degrading and I don't like it at all so I think getting a good understanding what kind of stimulation you like whether it's clitoral or whether it's penetration and getting a sex toy and lube of course water-based lube all the time and exploring your body whenever you do come to have sex with a man or with a woman with another partner that you will know exactly what you like and there'll be no awkwardness there'll be no tension or anything like that and I cannot tell you how much bad sex I've had in my life it's so bad to look back on now that I've kind of figured out exactly like what I like and when and where it just has made my sex life 10 times better so I'm such an advocate for self-love in every single way I think that's something that like men aren't taught that they should care about what women like so they don't know to do it they like they're looking at porn and they're seeing mm-hmm. just the, just it all the focus is on the male pleasure but I also think that like there just wasn't the plethora of information out there whenever I was in school compared to what there is now like I like I, that's that's one topic yeah. as well that I think covered a lot on her campus this year is we talk about sex a lot more than I think we have any other year which is great because I know that if I'd have read your article whenever I was in sixth year I wouldn't have had I wouldn't have had the same experiences that you had yeah. in do you know what I mean exactly yeah and it is so hard and you're, there's no instruction manual there's no one telling you how to do these things and it's nearly you're nearly going into it blind and especially now which is a whole other topic and which is an article that I'll probably write in the future is both first of all kink shaming and second of all uh, how young women are feel pressured into certain fetishes like choking BDSM and say like spitting into the mouth and because a lot of women are afraid of being vanilla and because people get like a lot of men because men are so influenced by the porn industry from such a young age and they're exposed 
to degrading and very extreme sex acts from such a young age it's it's completely normalized so like if I've heard stories of women going on a one night stand with a man and straight away there's a hand on the throat and there's you know rough rough play when there's no consent um involved and there's no speaking of if that's actually something you're interested in and if it is great but if it's not and for a lot of people especially starting off on their sexual journey they don't know what they like and I think that there's a real problem with that and there's a real problem with you know just keeping it old-fashioned and like women feel that especially when they first get into a relationship that they have to be you know adventurous and up for anything when in reality that could be they mightn't be as comfortable with that as they might say so I think there's a real problem with that and I think it really needs to be examined and addressed and there the there's a consent issue in there that we need to talk about more and I think that thankfully we are and there's more of a conversation around sex in the last even the last five years but at the same time you know we've a long long way to go it's something that isn't even talked about in schools though when it comes to because it's like how do you bring into the curriculum talking about king shaming and how to engage in aftercare after having rough sex if that's what you're into there's an aftercare thing that you should talk about with your partner so that no one feels bad after it if you know what I mean and no one talks about that either and it's where do you find that information but I think articles like what you're writing bring it up in conversation it's the kind of thing that girls can read and then bring it up with their partners or Mm -hmm. they'll know better how to bring it up with someone that they're maybe just seeing casually or if they're just having a one-night stand because it is a conversation that doesn't need to be clinical yeah Mm -hmm. but it should be brought up exactly I completely agree I absolutely agree Laura just isn't something that was talked about though whenever I was 18 I'm 23 now in March but like it's only come I'm only seeing it come up in the media in the last maybe two or three years Mm -hmm. where it's had I've been reading articles like that or listening to women talk about it on podcasts and just being really open and honest about it I might have not gone in myself into situations where I wasn't so comfortable do you know what I mean yeah exactly and I think it 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 doesn't even it just takes one person talking about it to for somebody to say to their friend and their friend might say to somebody else and I don't think obviously like getting kind of media attention is important but just in terms of normalizing these conversations and if you look back through history and the kind of history of any form of liberation for women it's had to come from just people being brave enough to speak about things that were taboo at the time. And I think that this is like like the issue of, you know, kink shaming or being pressured into rough sex or even just masturbation for women and female pleasure and not needing a man to reach orgasm when you can do it yourself and you don't need a man for that. I think just being able to talk about it as openly as talking about what you're going to have for dinner is so important. And I think we are getting there, but I think it does, it will take more engagement and just putting your, your preconceptions and your internalized misogyny and your internalized shame aside, because we all have internalized misogyny because we grow in patriarchal capitalist society. It's in our system. We can't help it, but it's just a matter of checking checking the automatic thought that comes into your head whenever you hear a woman openly speaking about sex and instead of if the first thought that comes to your head "Mm, she's a bit x y and z 
you have to stop yourself and say okay that thought came from my internalized misogyny and my this narrative that's been fed for me for the last 21 years I recognize that but I'm going to put that aside to what I actually know and what I actually know to be true and let that be your outward expression and that be your actual opinion on these things because it's too often that we allow this like false narrative that women shouldn't be sexualized creatures and that women are either, you know, Madonnas or whores, as the famous complex goes. And I think that while these conversations are happening, they're not happening enough. And thank God that we have podcasts like this and spaces and platforms like this that we can actually project these views. But, you know, it's going to take a lot of, you know, a lot of open, honest and introspective conversations, both with ourselves and with other women, in order to make these things more, more normalised. For sure. I literally went to an all-girl school for 14 years of my life until I moved to a mixed school. Like, there was no way this conversation was ever going to be had if, you know, I wasn't, like, involved in this podcast or, you know, knowing that these articles are, like, being written and released by other amazing women. So that was amazing. Thank you. (laughs) You should see me in the smoking room with a pint. (laughs) I'm so much worse. (laughs) Just goes nowhere. (laughs) So thank you, Angela. That means a lot. And so just even in terms of the theme of the episode in staying motivated for college, um, I think that obviously with Zoom college and with Zoom classes, it's difficult to, you know, keep in touch with yourself and to, you know, keep on track of both your college work and you know your own mental health and your own progress and so like a big part of my kind of journey of both like empowerment and discovery has been journaling and which I know is number one way of staying atop yourself in college but journaling I think I have three different journals and they're just the best thing ever because it allows me to get all of these random entangled thoughts that I have in my head and put them into kind of delineated sections. So I have one for my kind of like a check off to do list and that lets me stay on top of all of my readings and all of my college work and all of my appointments that I have to do. And I just add my Google calendar as well mm-hmm. um, for things like that. And then I have my gratitude journal, which is just really quick five lines a day it's very short just five things I'm grateful for in the morning and five things I'm grateful for in the evening and then my third journal is just basically my stream of consciousness (laughs) and I actually keep that on my laptop because I find that I don't write out very well because I'm that used to being on my laptop Mm -hmm. and I tried for a while and I I just found that I was stopping because I just don't like writing but I'm a good typer so I literally just close my eyes and just type 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 Mm -hmm. and I get out every every kind of thought that I have um so I found that that's really a good way of keeping in check with myself and I could be typing out um some if I'd have if I've had a bad day I can type it all out and then look back and say oh well it wasn't as bad as I thought it was and here's why tomorrow is going to be better so I find that journaling is really a great way to keep on top of myself during a very very hectic year can I just say that you are genuinely one of the most put together students (laughs) (laughs) ever met three journals is like (laughs) That is miles. That that isn't even something that I can like. My desktop is just a fucking whirlwind of. My biggest talent is looking like I have my shit together when I really don't. I really, really don't. So I appreciate that it's working. So thank you. (laughs) 
no I found like my thing that I kind of got into the the rhythm of last semester was I I wouldn't journal to the extent that you do like that works for you Mm. for me I find I find it's like an extra piece of homework yeah and I I feel pressured to keep up with it so um I do find that writing stuff out physically like paper and pen gets it into my head better if I have a to-do list so I started keeping a to-do list last semester which helped a lot and you feel deadly when you look at it like the end at the end of the day and it's all ticked off you're like oh (laughs) I'm a a businesswoman (laughs) um, I started doing that last semester and what I did at the start of the year as well I started doing not new year's resolutions because I find that like a little bit like corny but I do intentions instead so it's what I intend to do there's like less it feels like there's less pressure but um and I started doing it in the last like two or three years and I found that most of the stuff I always have like more than half of it ticked off and I swear to god it's just from writing it down it gets like subconsciously into the back of your head and you just like make moves on doing all of that and I'll check up on it every six months as well um to see like my progress and stuff so that's it's kind of similar to what you said it's writing stuff down and kind of it, it subconsciously gets into your head and you just end up doing it anyway without thinking about it yeah absolutely no I'm I'm so with you there and I'm a devil for my to-do list if I do something that I haven't written down I'll write it down after I've done it and then take it off <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad <laughs> no we so I'm counterproductive <laughs> no we all do that I'm one of those people that I just have a rolling to-do list all the time just it just never ends it just keeps on going and um I'm not big into like pen and paper anymore I just have everything online I have my little google calendar set up and then next to that I have all of my tasks and I just keep on adding tasks and taking them off and just it just keeps on going like that and I'm also really competitive so to keep me motivated I'll be like okay like I'll be texting my friends and be like okay we need to get three things done before we're like to start a new conversation or because everything's like online now and I'm just getting used to college still you're so savage (laughs) I feel like you're the mom friend me yeah yeah (laughs) I'm the mom friend until I have definitely (laughs) until I'm the mom friend until I decide that I no longer want to be the mom friend and I want to drink and then you know like on a night out I'll usually be like (laughs) are you okay are you fine like do you need something and then like I'd be like no and then I drink and then I need a babysitter. Yeah. But yeah, I'm competitive. So I'm like, you're not allowed to text me until this time, until I'm finished this or else I won't just won't reply you to your yourself. I kind of compete with myself. So mm-hmm. like, but so like my intentions for this year, like one of them that I wrote down was I kind of like to keep it really broad too. So like one of them is just to get a two one. And that doesn't mean I'm putting down I have to get this much in this subject, this much in this subject. It's like broad enough that I just like know I have to work hard. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. No, I, com- I completely get that as well. I think having those broader goals, it really, like if you're kind of struggling one day and you're like, God, like why am I, you know, sitting at a laptop for 10 hours a day doing all of this? Do I even want to do this? Am I even arsed like pursuing this? But then if you look at your greater life goals and you think, no, I'm going to get a 2-1, I want to get a job in X, Y, and Z. I want, in five years, I want to be in this place or whatever it is. I think it's such a great kind of extra thing to have aside, like to make, to put your daily list in perspective and just say, right, well, you know, this is why I'm putting myself through hell 
to school my overarching goal so I think that's actually so important as well Laura so it's important thing in the picture I think yeah no definitely having long-term goals is important since like I'm already thinking like okay I want to first even though that's like might be unrealistic for my first year but I'm like you know I'm working on this group project or whatever because it will benefit me in the long term which is also really motivating I don't think that's unrealistic though mm. like like a, a first for me just is unrealistic with the grades I've done in the last like two years I just know that a 2-1 is my best bet at the moment so that's why I have that down but like a first in first year aim high and keep aiming that high for the next three four years because you'll get there if, if I that was my problem I think as well in first year I wasn't thinking ever about the fact that someday I would have to leave college and all of this matters so me I think too <laughs> yeah, yeah so like having being focused early I think will help you so much better in the long run that's great advice yeah absolutely and they have to give them to someone so why not you (laughs) (laughs) I will say that going off what Laura was saying it can be so easy to literally get up in the morning sit on your laptop and then go to bed at night and then get up and go on your laptop and put it away and go to sleep but I know it's harder because we're, we're in winter but just taking care of yourself physically mentally spiritually emotionally I think it's just it's so important like I'm not fucking inventing the wheel here when I'm saying that you have to look (laughs) after your mental and physical health but it's just it's worth kind of reiterating again and even I know DCU counseling have free counseling services and they're fantastic if you're stuck in your career use the career services Siobhan in the careers office is just a wizard she's amazing and you know get out for your walks and drink your pints of water and do your guided meditation there's so many on youtube do your yoga like there's so many things i know that it's stressful and especially for any final years listening the pressure is on and the stakes are high but it's just so important to remember that i am not my grades i am so much more than this and i need to prioritize other parts of myself sometimes sometimes i need to prioritize college but other times I need to prioritise getting a good night's sleep and eating three meals a day and stretching and face-to-face contact as much as we can, if not on Zoom or texting your friends and drinking water and getting fresh air and getting exercise. And it can be too easy to literally just say, nope, I have too much to do today, no time to go outside. Everyone has time to go outside. If you have time to sit in Instagram for an hour, you have time to go outside. So I think just, and that in turn will help you stay motivated because that's how you avoid burnout is by switching up your your routine and just trying to incorporate that balance into your life, whether you want to or not, you know. Mm -hmm. That's such a good point. I think that the more you take care of yourself as well, the easier, the easier Zoom college becomes because you just feel better. I find with the lockdowns, I find it so easy to just be negligent with myself like I think the more time I spend in my bedroom the more time like I just don't feel the need to go outside because I'm like why I've yeah. never mm-hmm. like, exactly I think when the shops were open I was like oh got coffee on the way treat myself but now I don't even have you know what I mean like I don't even mm-hmm. have like those little those little joys are gone but that doesn't give me the right to just not see sunlight for days you know what I mean um <laughs> honest to god yeah. quite bad at the moment i need to cop on but um <laughs> it's um, Eva's walking buzz <laughs> that was a bit mad now in fairness i think it was probably that probably did more harm than good <laughs> <laughs> but still a good point though like i think 
<laughs> using the resources that DCE have yeah. as well in whatever capacity that they are is something that I've forgotten about to be honest in the last two semesters um but yeah people should definitely get on to mm. them if they're struggling in any way because they are really helpful yeah and that's what they're there for do you know they're there to be used by you I think we'll wrap it up yeah we'll wrap it up so that was an absolutely brilliant first episode back next week's theme is very very exciting so keep out uh keep an eye out on it on the podcast group if you want to join that if you're a member uh go follow us on the social media it's at her campus dcu and the uh go read all of our articles all of our amazing amazing articles on the her campus dcu website yes great yeah. I always I always get I was like is that right is that did I say all of those things right <laughs> but anyway uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll be back next Sunday with another fun episode thank you girls for coming on as usual you are amazing thank you thank you so much Angela